Broadcasting from high above the reserve, this is Radio Harambe. Jumbo, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Radio Harambe. This is Safari Mike, and I am here with the lovely uh, marathon monster, Christina. Hello. Hi. And we are going to give you an episode of about Thanksgiving. I, we recently did one about how uh, we can celebrate Halloween at the Animal Kingdom. So we thought, why not touch on a couple of the other holidays, including Thanksgiving, which is probably the most unappreciated holiday during this season when you consider Halloween and Christmas get all the decorations. I, I agree. So let's talk a little bit about that. But first, before we do that, I want to talk to you a little bit about uh, Christmas, actually. Christmas season is coming up. And what better way to celebrate Christmas and to give gifts than to go on the Radio Harambe Tea Public Store and buy awesome T-shirts? We just put some new ones up there. Uh, we uh, Countdown to Extinction is up there. What are some of the other new ones that we did? I'm blanking on it. Flights of Wonder. Oh, that's right. Flights of yeah, Wonder. Extinct Flights of Wonder is on there. Right, right. Uh, we did one for the bug show, Doomspray. Oh, that's right, Doomspray. It's a reference to the uh, end of that show. Right, it's a reference to it's tough to be a bug. And you can actually find Doomspray cans in Gorilla Falls uh, Exploration Trail, oddly enough. But anyway, um, so yeah, so we have a few up there. So go on to any one of our... Um, social media uh, uh, platforms. You can follow me at Jumbo Everyone on Twitter or Safari underscore Mike on Instagram. You'll see links there. You'll also see that uh, see the links on my brother's uh, at Radio Harambe's Twitter account or his Instagram, Disney's Animal Kingdom, all one word. And oddly enough, we have that uh, Instagram profile. I don't know how we got that, but we did. And uh, so check on there. Go on the T Public Scores and all of the uh, proceeds. Every dime we make is sent to uh, a conservation tra- – uh, I almost said tragedy, but I meant uh, conservation group. And we are sending this time to the Okapi Project. Um, so please uh, – Buy your loved one a cool, uh, what am I wearing now, the Samawati Springs um, t-shirt or Sanaa or Countdown to Extinction or Tiger River Run. I say, we recently went to Disneyland and both of us wore some of the shirts from the store. I wore my Wilderness Explorer shirt to right. the Redwood Creek Forest, which if you've ever been, is occupied by cast members in Wilderness Explorer uniforms. So I wore that in my Wilderness cap because they went together. But the one who got the comments, even though we were in Disneyland, was you in your Sana shirt. Yeah, that's my Sana shirt. <laughs> I wore the uh, Radio Harambe one just to advertise as I was walking around Disneyland on day one. And day two, I wore Sanaa. And I did get uh, one or two comments about it. People love Sanaa. I mean, it's, People love Sanaa. <laughs> it's a whole, and it's a great shirt. It looks just like the, uh, 
the right behind the counter when you first walk in. But check it out on our Tee Public. You like I said, you can find the links anywhere. So let's talk a little bit about Thanksgiving. If, as people who are big Disney fans know, um, Halloween is sort of celebrated mostly at Magic Kingdom. They do the party, they do the parade, they do the special, special stuff there. You got the Haunted Mansion there, etc. And Christmas is celebrated at uh, both Magic Kingdom and Epcot. You know, they have the the uh, uh, candlelight processional and all that stuff at Epcot, and you have the you know the party afterwards. I mean, there's still decorations at the Animal Kingdom and Hollywood Studios. But really, Christmas is focused on Magic Kingdom and, and Epcot, and Halloween, Halloween is focused on the Magic Kingdom. So I thought, why not Animal Kingdom be sort of the focus for Thanksgiving? I think of all of those holidays, that the Thanksgiving, the Harvest Festival, the Festival of Communities, like that... that kind of fits with the Animal Kingdom more than the others. Sure. I mean, Animal Kingdom... The theme, and I've mentioned this many times, is not necessarily just conservation or just not a zoo or anything like that. It's really man's relationship with nature. And what better example of that than man, you know, through the, you know, becoming civilized and starting to grow crops and and use the earth as a way to feed themselves, uh, to live. And the Harvest Festival, many, many countries, and, and we're basically going to be talking about different uh, ways this is celebrated throughout the world and how to bring that uh, to the animal kingdom. I think a Thanksgiving, which essentially is a Harvest Festival, a Harvest Festival is perfect uh, for the theme of the animal kingdom. So why don't we start with, uh, so I will let you, ladies first, as they say. Uh, this is obviously, the, by the way, this is the first uh, Radio Harambe that Christina and I have recorded as an officially married couple. Uh, we, were, we got married about, we got married shortly after Thanksgiving, oddly enough. Uh, Christina said to me that uh, Halloween and Christmas are, and Valentine's Day are her favorite holidays. But now that uh, Thanksgiving is right around our wedding, that might become her favorite holiday. We'll see if that's true. She might, <laughs> she might hate Thanksgiving after a while of being married to me, but there you have it. Uh, so why don't I let uh, you go first. Give me um, some idea that you had for uh, Disney's Animal Kingdom. Well, um, one of the harvest festivals that is celebrated around the world is Pongal in India, which is a four-day harvest festival. I read on one of the things, and I might be wrong, that it is, it's either the most popular or it's the most important festival or, or holiday in India, which is interesting because they do put Diwali in Animal Kingdom, but this one isn't touched on. Um, but the some of it includes um, a dish with uh, rice boiled in milk and sweetened condensed milk. And I saw two different versions, one saying it, it had... They would add turmeric to it, another one with either coconut or banana. Um, Both of those sound good. So it'd be really, I think that would be like a good food that they could serve around that time. But then they also take rice flour and artists make these, it almost looked to me in America where we have like Native American sand paintings, but they make these huge rice flour paintings with different colored rice out in front of their houses. And I think that would be really cool to have in different areas, just have artists come out and uh, 
pour out this flower and make kind of these designs as you go along during the day as some of the entertainment. And I think you had an idea with that too. Yeah, I thought it would be great to um, have like little areas where kids can do it. Um, you know, kids love to get their hands dirty and, and mess around with art and stuff like that. And it's, you know, it's a great way to get their creative juices flowing. Um, I think that would be a lot of fun. You see similar things like at the Festival of the Arts in Epcot where, you know, kids can do whatever. Uh, but to have that here at Animal Kingdom, I think would be a great way to um, to incorporate kind of that tradition into uh, an area in Anandapur. Obviously, this would be in Anandapur. And, and, you know, two things that strike me when you're talking about this. Number one is this being Disney and this being a harvest, quote unquote, festival kind of idea. Uh, it's going to be a lot of food oriented. So a lot of what we're going to be talking about <laughs> is food oriented. But that's okay. Disney, uh, you know, sh- you know, really shines when they do various things such as the Food and Wine Festival and, and whatnot. So it kind of has uh, some of that vibe to it. And second of all, uh, unlike here in America, many places throughout the world, you're going to hear a lot about rice. Rice is a major um, food staple, especially in other parts in the world. Um, not so much here in America, but um, so there's a, a lot of uh, that in here in, in, in this festival focuses on rice and a couple of other ones focus on the rice harvest but are you done with the pangal i i believe so i just thought it would make for uh interesting food and um and then i really you know i love art so anything to do with art if we could if they could have little art performers like creating these art and and like you said even better incorporating an activity for kids where they can take part in making that that art from the rice flower that would be that would make for one of those disney experiences right and another one that would sort of be over in that area that i'll talk about is the harvest moon festival which is celebrated in china it is a three-day celebration it's known as the food mess excuse me the moon festival and um you know, it goes back to a tradition of sacrifices before the moon and stuff. But obviously nowadays, it's not that. It's more of a family-oriented. And they do a lot with uh, illuminated lanterns, which I think would be fantastic around uh, the lake that, uh, you know, is just being used for the kite show right now. But if they could have a nighttime lantern festival, even in the, just in that theater, um, you will see, if you look it up, you'll see a lot of the sort of these floating lit up lantern type of things that would be great in there uh, rivers of light floats you could absolutely bring back the rivers of light rivers of light floats and have that incorporated as part of the festival i mean the the one i'm looking at currently right now is is sort of this dragon design as it floats along the river you could do stuff like that but um incorporating some of the harvest moon festival i think would be great and it's there's a lot of like I said, there's a focus on lanterns, there's a focus on nighttime, and there's a focus on mooncakes, which they could serve, which are these uh, semi-sweet pastries. So there would be a special area where you can get mooncakes and celebrate the Harvest Moon Festival with all these lanterns and whatnot. So now I am going to turn it back over to Christina for her next one. Okay, um, I thought for Harambe, so that was... Mm-hmm. Um, so for Harambe... The Ghana Festival of Homowo is one that's celebrated with um, marching in the streets with drumming, face paint, singing, performing traditional dances. And uh, I watched a, 
a video from a newscast on this in which people literally were like running in the streets in kind of like a community almost a parade wearing their colors and garb and face paint and all of that and I mean how fun would that be number one Harambe is full of like music and drumming and and that kind of thing so um it's perfectly set up for that kind of festival atmosphere but then you know what if you were to then teach someone your chant and march and then like twice a day have them kind of the whole group you're part of the experience you're running through and chanting and singing this song that you just learned from the performers as you go through Harambe and everyone kind of collectively goes through um that would be a really cool experience as well and that uh era the the festival uh, and I'm not going to try to pronounce the name the festival is basically the festival of the yam it's a celebration of that particular harvest and, and in that particular area of the world a, the yam or the sweet potato is a vital uh, uh, staple in their diet, and they have all sorts of ways to cook it and stuff for the festival. So that would be a fun place. I, I for one, love sweet potatoes, and that's one of my favorite things about Thanksgiving. Um, to have a booth with various uh, fun ways of, of serving sweet potatoes, uh, I think that would be great. And again, I'm talking about food when it's Thanksgiving, so that's fine. Um, <laughs> but, and then wouldn't it be fun for, for kids, too? Not only are you you know, having a festival performer teach you a song or chant, a simple one that you can take through the streets. But uh, what if they had like face painters since uh, one of the activities in it is face painting? Um, Absolutely. And and I know... Uh, I think my kids love face painting. <laughs> sure. I mean, most kids do. And, and during the, this festival, I was, I'm reading things here that, that they rejoice by dancing and singing with animal masks. I mean, you could definitely have some sort of performance... Um, you know, uh, some sort of artistic performance using animal masks and dancing, and incorporate the kids into that kind of thing too. Mm-hmm. To to have a to a grand old time, I could easily see that being done in um, in uh, Harambe. Which uh, so that leads us to the next one, and that I'm going to talk about, and that is the um, I don't know how to pronounce this either. Chasak Harvest Festival in Korea. And um, they celebrate various things. And again, they, this is more of a memorial uh, to, um, you know, family members who have uh, since passed. And they, there's a lot of stuff on grave sites. Obviously, they wouldn't do that here at Disney's Animal Kingdom. But they celebrate with various types of specific foods like traditional rice cakes, taro soup, uh, various ways of cooking mushrooms. There's a lot of singing. There's folk music. So you could bring that uh, so, sort of Korean uh, folk music to light, and they, they actually have one of the one of the family uh, activities is musical competitions and archery. Now, I don't know how you would do archery in uh, with kids in the animal kingdom. Well, I guess you could; it would have to be a sort of like Nerf, but you could do something like that, uh, you know, to celebrate um, the harvest in Korea of, again of rice. Um, but that would be a fun uh, fun thing to do. Do you have another one? I I just thought almost the same as like my Halloween one. Um, I would like to see in the different areas because they have cast members from different parts. Um, them talk about their own uh, community rituals and harvest festivals or you know community festivals um, where they are kind of a storytellers uh, type of thing where you can go and learn about different. Um, 
different cultures take on Thanksgiving or, or things that are similar to Thanksgiving because, you know, we looked up a couple going into this, but I'm sure just about every culture has something that's either community uh, related or harvest related. There was one, I, I can't, I'm, I'm looking for it now and I, I can't find it, but I think it was the Philippines where they their focus on this Thanksgiving festival was to appreciate first responders. And for people who <laughs> don't know, the person sitting next to me as we're recording this is a 911 operator. So uh, <laughs> that would be interesting to somehow incorporate a, a an appreciation of firefighters, policemen, first responders, ENTs, or excuse me, EMTs, excuse me, uh, that kind of thing. I don't know how they would do that, but it, it was interesting. I just noticed that it was interesting uh, that they there's actually countries out there that do that for Thanksgiving. It, which seems appropriate. I mean, you're giving thanks, and why not give thanks to firefighters and first responders and and rangers and things like that. The next one I had was the Tet Trung Thu Festival, which is in Vietnam. And again, it's giving thanks. It's it's usually celebrated in September and October at the end of the rice harvest. And again, they're celebrating rice. But here, they have a particular focus on children, which, of course, Disney wants to have a particular focus on children, and they, they, the, the festival that they have is a way to show children that they were appreciated and they're loved. And the background to this is that, you know, during the rice harvest and stuff, the, the parents, rice farmers, would be so extraordinarily busy that they wouldn't be paying much attention to their children for a couple of months. So at the end of the harvest, they have this big festival where they are trying to, they're showing their appreciation for their children. And I'm not sure how you would incorporate that into Disney's Animal Kingdom, but that would be a fun thing to do, to appreciate, to show the children how much they're appreciated. And when you think about it, um, my family, were not farmers. Um, I know in the, you have some farmers in your family. Mm-hmm. They, they work hard. So there are, especially during the certain times of the year where the, whatever they're growing is, you know, coming into fruition, um, I can imagine that there are times when they, you know, you're not really focusing on your kids; well, you're focusing on the harvest. And, and, and I can't speak for that country, though. I'm sure it's the same in many. I, I you know, my family farm still exists. We all own shares in it, and uh, my dad has story that most of these family farms are farmed not only by the parents, but the children work very hard. My dad. Um, tell stories of driving a tractor since he was five. So, <laughs> and I, I found the the festival. It's actually not Philippines. It was Japan. It's the ah, Kinru well, Kansha Nohi, the Labor Thanksgiving Festival, and it has its roots in an ancient rice festival. And it began it began as a way to celebrate that harvest, and eventually transformed into a holiday that commemorates the workers who helped the harvest fashion, and then that turned into. Thankfulness to uh, those who work hard to keep the country running smoothly, and that school children will write uh, notes to uh, firefighters and police officers and other workers who help keep them safe. So it's a way of giving thanks to the workers out there who keep the country running, or whatever country you're living in. In this particular case, it would be Japan, and giving thanks to the people who protect you. Again, that's firefighters well, we and have EMTs. Reedy Creek out then. That'd be cute. That would actually be kind of cute. Yeah. That's not a terrible idea at all. I don't know how many all. people interact with the Reedy Creek Fire Department, but you know everyone drives by it on the way to their resorts. So right, but even if you set up somewhere, some way where uh, you know kids can write notes, even if it's to you know whatever random firefighters throughout you know in, in not just Reedy Creek but wherever, um, 
I think that would be appreciated, well, number one, by firefighters yeah. and police officers to get little notes from, from kids, you know, th- saying thank you. Um, but those were some of the... Do you have any other ideas? I know you have one other one I that have you have. a major idea I've been saving <laughs> to the end here. Um, <laughs> so when they put in Star Wars, they got rid of the uh, small little petting farm in Disneyland that housed the pardon turkeys. Now, I don't know where our nation's pardon turkeys. If people don't know, the president pardons a turkey every year. And the deal used to be that the turkey got to live the rest of its life out at Disneyland. It was the luckiest turkey ever. And (laughs) I've been there and I've seen the pardon turkeys. They exist. It's not just a for show thing. They actually do get to live there in Disneyland. But now that is Star Wars land. So I don't know where the pardon turkeys are, but I think a very fitting home for them would be at Disney World's Animal Kingdom. I think that, where would you put that? Would that be, I mean, the The thought I... The Oasis. The Oasis or Rafiki's Planet Watch? Oh, yeah, it's even better. You're right, Rafiki's Planet Watch. You do have a petting zoo out there, so you could easily, uh, you know, add to it, like a little side thing for all the pardon turkeys. I mean, turkeys are mean. You can't really pet them, but... But that's that's exactly where they were at Disneyland. It was a a petting zoo, but then they were in this little corral off to the side. Right, where you couldn't pet them, but you could see them. Yeah, but you could see them, and, and those were the pardon turkeys, and they were huge. Yes, they are. They are very big. I've seen them on TV when you know Joe Biden or George Bush or whoever would uh, pardon the uh, the turkeys. They are huge turkeys. They're yeah. <laughs> so they're impressive actually when you see them. So those are some of the ideas. I think uh, I think what we're talking about here is almost like a food and wine festival kind of thing, where it but it celebrates. I don't know what you would call it. I don't maybe Thanksgiving Harvest Festival, Harvest Festival, but it would be an event. Um, it would you know run through Animal Kingdom. We would have food booths. We talked about yams in Harambe. We talked about mooncakes over in Anandapur, or you know some of the other food items that are essentially part of Harvest rice, uh, yams, and uh, whatever it is in certain countries, and some fun like events like using the moon festival in China to have uh, lanterns on the water, uh, using the Pangal festival from uh, India to have, you know, kids using colored rice to, to create art, uh, face painting and dancing, you know, related to the Ghana festival, of the yams uh, in Harambe. I think this would be a, a lot of fun, this event, uh, if, if they could put something together that sort of celebrates the harvest from around the world. And I think it'd be perfect for Animal Kingdom. And again, you got Halloween in the Magic Kingdom. You got Christmas at um, uh, at Epcot and the Magic Kingdom. Why not Animal Kingdom be the Thanksgiving park? And I know when we first were talking about this idea, um, you know, we thought to ourselves, well, that could be easy. To f- Halloween's easy. Christmas is easy to talk about how you incorporate that. But what the heck are we going to do with Thanksgiving? Maybe we should even just skip that holiday. And I don't. I I think that's a. I think in hindsight, this is maybe the best place for it. Mm-hmm. And I'm. And I, th- I remember you mentioning. And again, uh, I brought this up in the Halloween one we did a couple of weeks ago. Uh, you're going to hear me using kite tails a lot um, uh, on these, and, and that seems like the perfect kind of thing to incorporate various things. And you can almost light them up and use that as part of the festival of lanterns or the moon mm-hmm. festival or whatever, however you want to call it. 
Um, that would be a great nighttime show during you know the month of November and early December or however you want to do it. Um, and even the ideas we have, you don't necessarily have to not decorate for Christmas. You could still still have all the stuff that they do for Christmas at Discovery Island. You could still have the Diwali and the and the decorations in Harambe. But I think this would be a great addition. I think it would be popular. I think, you know, if you, especially if you incorporate food. We all know that Disney fans, when you do special food booths and special cupcakes and that kind of crap, they come they come in droves for that. So if you do a, like a make it almost like a food festival, and it's a harvest festival, so it's a food festival by definition, um, I think that would be a great idea. Uh, do you have any other thoughts on Thanksgiving, or do you want to wrap this up? Did you want to read what people put online? We could. We could. Most of them were um, various things like, you know, incorporating, uh, you know, special meals at BOMA or... How would you celebrate Thanksgiving at Animal Kingdom, Chris Wright? He talks about how he actually did a, oh. a day at, at the animal, at, um, of Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving at the... Thanksgiving dinner at Sanad. That sounds like your kind of <laughs> That sounds like my... That does sound like my Thanksgiving. Kevin A said BOMA. Um, day drinking at Disney. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about various things like how people yeah. are uh, particularly celebrating Thanksgiving. Well, they said definitely get a turkey leg, which I guess... Yes, I guess you could have turkey leg, additional turkey leg booths. I saw a couple of people mention basically what we're talking about, and that is a harvest festival. And, you know, having this kind of... Um, this kind of festival celebrating the harvest, I think, would be perfect for uh, Disney's Animal Kingdom. And if that is, uh, you have any other ideas for Thanksgiving? No, I just, I again, I, I really think that almost every culture has some sort of a, a harvest or a community festival, and that Animal Kingdom would be the perfect place to fit it in. So, we we should we should lead a campaign. Thanksgiving at the Animal Kingdom. <laughs> I will. I'm going to start leading a campaign. I'm going to start tweeting it a lot. I think that's a great idea. And as we were kind of, like I said, we were kind of researching these things and seeing how certain other countries do it, it's particularly countries uh, in Africa and Asia, because you know those are the the, the continents that are represented in Animal Kingdom. Um, you can easily incorporate some fun stuff to celebrate harvest, celebrate food, celebrate the various things that we were talking about. So that is a wrap for this episode of Radio Harambe. I remind you again, Christmas is around the corner. And if you truly love your loved ones, then buy them Disney's Animal Kingdom t-shirts <laughs> that we <laughs> that we have designed. <laughs> um, it's a great way to show your love of Disney and Disney's Animal Kingdom. And I'm telling you, as Christina pointed out, even in Disneyland, um, they would point out to my shirts. And when I was wearing it around the Animal Kingdom itself, I mean, cast members came up to me all the time and, and to, to say, oh, Pangary Forest Trail or Sanaa or whatever. my shirt. But honestly, the Wilderness Explorers goes very well with that yellow Wilderness Explorer hat that Disney sells everywhere. So It does, actually. Which I, I don't know if they sell those at Disney World, but they definitely do. They have for years at Disneyland. They have, yeah. I don't know if they sell them. At, I don't remember. They probably do somewhere. But... Um, yeah, so to, buy those shirts, wear them around the parks. Uh, the cast members love them. And, and, you know, we'll be getting more designs coming out in the near future. But the, we, there's certainly a lot to choose from on our website. Again, check our social media platforms at Jumbo Everyone at Radio Harambe. On Instagram, you can go to Safari underscore Mike or Disney's Animal Kingdom, and you will see the link to our T Public Store. And all money, every dime we make, 
uh, goes to uh, conservation. And currently, we are going to be collecting money for the Okapi project. Uh, Okapis are highly endangered animals that live only in one or two forests, the Ituri forest being one of them in Central Asia. They're not pop, they're, they've, there's not a lot of them to begin with. And as you know, we're cutting down the rainforest, we are cutting away Okapi habitat. So, um, you know, we're going, you know, this particular um, group, the Okapi project, uh, spends, a, uh, spends all of their time and effort on trying to protect the Okapi, which is a noble uh, undertaking. So, again, uh, for Christina, I thank you. Kwaharini, go well, and uh, we will see you next time. Now,